Hey there, lurkers. What do you think about eh, a bunch of shows Willie has never seen? A bunch of finales? Destiny 2? Marathon? And you know what? After all the recording problems we've been having today, F it. Let's do it live. <laughs> Sounds like I shouldn't even be here. So <laughs> let's lurk. <laughs> I like to watch new shows pretty much every week to try and come up with content for the show. Willie, apparently, only watches a certain amount of TV, and that TV amount is close to zero right now. (laughs) But but he does watch. He does watch things. He just doesn't watch the same same things that I do. So we're gonna we're gonna work on that. We're gonna get a little bit better so that we can provide two sided commentary on the things that we're watching. Like hey now, <laughs> what? No, we, that's we just, fair. That's fair. We, that's reasonable. Yeah, we want to tag team things. We want to you know do as much as we can. Eiffel Tower these I shows. Did, I didn't want to say it, but yes, that's exactly what I mean. So. <laughs> I started watching a new show called The Rig. Came from a TikTok ad, believe it or not. Oof, not, God. Not really an ad. It was just somebody who likes to post illegal content <laughs> on TikTok, oh. you know? And uh, it, it was very interesting. It was these people standing on an oil rig. A big fog was rolling in. And it said, like, supernatural horror in the hashtags. And I was like, oh, I hate this already. But I'm, uh, I'm interested <laughs> because it looked kind of creepy and kind of cool. The very first episode sets the tone where mm-hmm. these people are trying to leave the oil rig and go on vacation. Their rotation is up, but suddenly all this weirdness starts happening. I highly encourage you to watch it, Willie, because even though it might not be your bag, I think we should we should cover all genres if we can. So you're saying once. you're saying I should watch a bunch of oiled up dudes and and on... play, and dudettes. Okay. Listen, hand me the baby oil. I'm, I'm here for a good time. But now, here's the deal, Scott. If you're watching a sci-fi-based show, mm-hmm. there is at least one show that I'm watching. On Apple TV+, Plus. there is a show called Silo, which was... I've heard um, of it. it. It's written after, like, a, a book series. But it, it follows, like, this silo that goes deep into the ground in some dystopian-style future. Yeah. The deal is, is to get down the shaft, it, you might think, oh, it's a silo. What, you're going to take 10 minutes? It'll take you from top to bottom? Sure, no, no. yeah. We're talking days to go from floor one, the elites, to the bottom floor. From you know, tip to the base. peasants. Yeah. Yeah. Full full shaft swing takes uh takes a couple of days, and uh, so it follows some interesting characters, but not everything is what it seems to be. Oh, I will just tell you, I'm not fully caught up on the series right now, but mm-hmm. I have been loving it. Okay, I will definitely check it out. I've seen the advertisements for it. I color me intrigued. Now, what color? What does that look? What does that co- What does the color intrigued look like? It's probably like a deep purple. That's what you went with, huh? Purple? Purple is intrigued? I'm seeing red. I was going to say like a aubergine, and then I realized it's pretty damn close to purple. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there's there's a couple things that uh, have huge endings this week. There was Succession. You've maybe seen a couple of that episodes. I have heard that the series finale was 
amazing, and I am doing my damnedest to avoid spoilers. Okay. So, no, I'm, like, seasons behind, but Succession is amazing. All right, all right. I'll have to check that out. It's on the new platform, Max. Yeah. I'm still not on board with that. Then there was The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Its final curtain call was this past week. You've never seen this show? It's hilarious. It's uh, it's the same people that did the girl show with uh, with the Gilmores, the Gilmores and the girls. Gilmore girls. Yes, yes. Uh, Amy Sherman Palladino. Lots of characters transferred over to this show. Writing's fantastic. Acting's fantastic. Highly recommend. Very uh, very funny. Lots of humor. Check it out. And then finally, speaking of Apple TV Plus, Ted Lasso. The cultural phenomena, I guess, turned in his balls. <laughs> or did I, he? I, I I haven't watched it yet. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Here's what I, here's what I'll tell you. I the see the first season of Ted Lasso, I thought was amazing. What what an incredible series by Jason Sudeikis and team, and I, I loved it. Season two kind of came at me at a interesting time where I was maybe a little stressed about stuff so having an entire season about mental health seemed mentally exhausting to me so i didn't really make it through season two at a timely manner but here's what i'll say two-thirds of the way through this third and potentially penultimate season no no potentially it's it's the finale okay um at least of this arc there might be spinoffs like you know the Walking Ted Lasso. The Walking Ted. It's so good. There are mm. so many things great about every character. Even characters like Nate, who you come to hate by the end of season two. You really just have so much disgust for him as this season three gets started. You start to kind of like wean back in. Start to understand a little bit of like why he ticks the way that he does. You yeah. feel bad a little bit. I'm excited for those of you who've kind of come full circle, watched the whole season. Let's share your opinions. It's it's definitely been a season of redemption. If you gave up on it because season two was a little weird it, and yeah, it was really in your face, come back because I think you'll like where it went. Mm-hmm. Speaking of comebacks, don't call it a comeback. Bungie pulled out all the stops to bring two comebacks, both of them, pulled out and came right back in, man. (laughs) This sounds aggressive. we've talked about this many times, but just as a refresher, for those of you that only listen to maybe the Saturday review, I love Destiny. Scott was the one who turned me on to this game. Lots of other things. His ankles. And... From day one, you started to meet these characters that were defining of the universe of Destiny. And at the beginning of Destiny 2, or I guess maybe the first year in, they killed off a a character voiced by Nathan Fillion, probably because he's just a busy man. Expensive Uh, man, probably, too. Yeah. And the character was Cade Six. Spoilers. He, Huh? (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers. I mean that's not that's not a spoiler. That's the character name. He's been in around for years. He but was in his, my team. He made my team last episode. Oh yeah, that's right. But his death was a spoiler. Willie, the game's only that been out was for like s- 
six years. <laughs> ten. It's been out for ten. <laughs> but here, I'm excited that they previewed what's to come for this fall, that we're going to see the final shape, which is potentially the last of this light and dark saga, they're calling it. I hope. I And maybe this is me putting a little too much trust on the table for Bungie here because their writing has been a little lackluster for Destiny. For 10 but, years. Yeah. My, my <laughs> hope is that they find a way to bring the story back around, come to a good conclusion for this chapter. They said that they're not going to be done with Destiny. Well, it's called The Final Shape. And r- right now I think that's a triangle. But we'll see... We'll see what happens with this. Just, I don't know. It, it, it's gone in such a weird direction. The fact that they're bringing Cade back mm-hmm. really caused all of the little hairs to stand up on my arm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that it's actually him, not uh, Nolan North voice, voicing him again. Yep. <sighs> so, yep, super excited. Ready to go. You could, you could cut the screen right in front of you. <laughs> Speaking of that. There is another franchise that Bungie just previewed. They had what what you could only consider a hype teaser. Not even like gameplay or an understanding of what is coming, but the game Marathon. which Bungie back in 1994 wanted to compete with Doom. So they made a game to be released on Macintosh, the first one, called Marathon. And then they had a Marathon 2 and then Marathon Infinity, which was their way of saying, we're, we're done making Marathon games. That's it. They, we're done. They, they're done. Well, turns out they're not done. Because they're bringing the franchise back in a similar vein. It's not a prequel or a sequel. It is meant to be a its own kind of standalone thing. This is meant to be, I would call it like a new title of genre of games. You have Battle Royales. This one is called an Extraction Shooter. Have you heard of this? Is it kind of like Rainbow Six Extraction? No, it's also not Pimples. Is it? <laughs> it's not a Strand game? Why is everybody trying to make a new category? Just make really good uh, games in the categories. Let, let me did. define Let me define this for you because there's plenty of people that probably listen to this and are like, what the F is an extraction shooter? The idea is it is a melding of resource gathering and battle royale. Oh. So uh, a great example would be like, have you heard of the game Escape from Tarkov? Sure. Sure, sure. Okay. So you spawn into a to a a zone, an area, an environment, it's, a map. Yeah, yeah. PvP, PVE. You explore, gather resources for your weapons, for loot. Right. You can find keys and things that can open stuff. And the goal is you. Everything that you have is precious because if you die, you lose it all. If you get out, if you extract, you get to keep all of that loot, and you get to build all of your inventory and you know, collect resources over time. So is the way you win, you either extract or you're the last person standing? No. The only way to win is to extract. Oh. So people could just be kind of a-holes and 
set up camp with really good gear around the extraction point and defend just for fun. And they're right. the only person that actually extracts. So Call of Duty has a game mode called DMZ. And there's always multiple different extraction points to uh, oh, okay. to work through that kind of situation. But yeah, I have camped out at one of the extraction points, waited for people to call in a helicopter in DMZ and then kill them, take their stuff, take the helicopter and deuces. Oh, okay. uh, but this one, wh- what I think is going to be an interesting twist, we'll find out more in the coming month or year or whatever when they're ready to show off the game is when they will come back to us but they alluded to this thing where the map might start small and you as a character can discover ways to unlock other areas of the entire map for everybody oh wow and you will be immortalized as the person to have done that when you say everybody like for all time or just in that yes. game? Oh. For all time. That's kind of cool. Knowing the way that Bungie may be not great at telling stories, like I'm not great at saying words, <laughs> they are good at puzzles. Sure. Yes, they are. And I don't know why they, we, they don't have a puzzle game, honestly. Well, this is probably going to be it. This is going to be their version of a fantastic shooter mixed with a fantastic puzzle solving game i'm excited it is one of the games i am most looking forward to and it's going to be single player not necessarily team-based single or trios so far oh okay all right well they do trios very well i'm uh i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to maybe playing with you and ethan Ooh, yeah yeah we'll get a crew (laughs) we'll get a crew let me do it sorry you know what too excited Oh, okay. And the best thing is we'll we'll be playing with each other in real time, mm-hmm. or live, as you uh, as you could describe it, right? Speaking yeah. of live, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something up, and I don't want you to I don't want you to jump down our throat quite yet. All right, just pause, pause, Willie, stop it, take it out, take it out of your mouth. I don't want you to choke. The Little Mermaid live action. All right, we'll see you next week, folks. (laughs) Just kidding. But seriously, Disney has been coming out with all of these live-action movies going all the way back to Cinderella several years ago. And has a lot of people asking themselves, why? Why? (laughs) It was announced recently that Universal, DreamWorks, yeah, maybe one of those studios, basically, How to Train Your Dragon is getting a live-action remake. And my thoughts are, why? Why? Why do we need a live-action of one of the best animated movies to come out, uh, I don't know, ever? Maybe ever? Yeah. Is this going to bring anything to this franchise besides money? Is it going to show me something new that I missed, or is it going to allow the company to do something new? Are they going to have like just like one new song? What do we gain out of all these live-action remakes of animation? I think we need to redefine this franchise. If in video games we can come up with new names for different types of games, I want us to name this. I want us to call these live-action laction games or laction movies. Laction movies. Because you know what? They lack any substance. <laughs> they they lack <laughs> 
Yeah, it's... They, they lack any sort of action. But the thing I just can't wrap my head around is, in animation, you can do so many things that you can't do in live action. Mm-hmm. Did we really run out of stories? Did we run out of things that we could say, all right, this script would probably look good, maybe not in a box office release, but maybe on a streaming platform? Why did this get greenlit over all of those other things? It's the money, man. You gotta follow the money, man. I mean, Little Mermaid alone brought in like $117 million in the box office, which is like the... I heard some crazy number. It was like the fourth largest box office opening over Memorial Day. And I guess that's pretty good. Does it does it really seem like it's going to be on track to make a billion dollars? No. Okay. So so they're not releasing it because it's going to make the most money, even though you'd think that's why they're releasing it. It's just going to make some money. I don't know, man. I, I just can't stand by all of these. Maybe... Maybe they're doing it because it gives actors a chance to be mm. part of a franchise or give them their start. But I can't think that it's altruistic in any way, shape, or form. It's got to be about money. Some some bean counter somewhere s- sat down and said, you know what? We already own this franchise. We don't have to buy any new scripts. We can bring in young talent who's never been in anything anymore. Give them like the absolute rock-bottom salary. Mm-hmm. And since we technically made all of this before we just put all the animation into these newfangled softwares that we have and spit it out put it on a screen put it in a happy meal and there you go people will just throw money at us well so the interesting thing is that like a lot of these franchises will do something where uh, a series will come out in this case how to train your dragon came out in 2010 and they'll say what is the optimal amount of time from release of the first one to us either doing a remake adding to it if we need to doing a live action version right we've we saw it with star wars they did the first trilogy said how much time do we need to let this thing cook maybe mellow simmer on the shelf before we set it back in the oven and we do it all over again what in the next 10 15 years they're going to come out with, no, more faster than that now. Everything is so freaking fast. Everybody's got air fryers in Hollywood these days. It's like <laughs> turn around every freaking second. There's another Star Wars movie. Anyways, they're probably going to try to build another franchise around the How to Train Your Dragon series with all these characters. I don't want to be the hypocrite. Somehow this is going to make money. I love Harry Potter. I'm excited that they're doing something with that. Ten years, right? Ten, but, ten years since the last movie? That's it. What's the next thing? What's the next franchise after How to Train Your Dragon that they're going to release? Make a prediction. Live action minions. (laughs) (laughs) Just walking dicks. Just Twinkie dicks. Just walking around. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. man. Okay, well... If you could think of something that they should remake into a live action, please let us know in our comments because that's our show, lovely lurkers. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Please rate and review wherever you lurk. Oh, we appreciate the love so much. Thanks. Remember, let's be kind to each other and we'll see you next week.